You are listening to The Arrived Podcast, episode number 28. Hey gents, this is Bethany Reed-Peterson of Atelier Reed, and you are listening to Arrived, the podcast dedicated to helping single guys bring their A-game home. In the show, we're going to deep dive and get real on how you guys can better host your mates, impress your dates, and crush your goals, all by making simple changes to your space and your habits. So if you want to come home knowing you've arrived, join me. Are you ready, gents? Let's do this. Hey, gents. Before we get started today, I have a favor to ask of you, please. I need your help. If last week's show on loneliness during quarantine helped you out, if it helped you reconnect in some way, or indeed, if you have been helped out in any way at all by these past 27 episodes to date, then could I ask you to please help me reach more guys out there who will find this podcast of help as well? To do this, could I ask you to please leave a star rating and review on Apple Podcasts for me? It really does help lift the visibility of the show. And of course, if the show is more easily found, then it can help out more guys just like you. So if you're up for doing this and big thank you in advance. You can go to atelierreadcom slash podcast slash review for full instructions on how to do this. Once again, that's atelierreadcom slash podcast slash review. All right, guys, with that said, we are going to get straight into it today. Are you ready? Because we've been friends for a while now, and I want to get real with you, and I want you guys to get real with me or get real with yourselves as you listen to this podcast. I've been coming at you into your earways now for at least six months, so I feel like we can broach this topic now. Show of hands, who is bored right now spending all this time home alone? Who's feeling lonely right now spending all this time alone? Who's feeling a bit frisky and a bit horny right now, spending all this time alone. Who's feeling frustrated that they can't go out and get laid right now? And who potentially, you know who you are, guys, who is feeling bored and lonely and frisky and frustrated and procrastinating and numbing all those feelings with a whole lot of porn right now? Yep, I know. I just ripped the bandaid off and like half of you guys are going like, oh, we're going there today. Yes, we are going there today on the show. I am asking the personal questions because let's face it, the most intimate parts of our lives are expressed within our homes behind closed doors. We may not always want to talk about it. Of course, it's, you know, probably not even things that we would necessarily talk about at the pub unless we're maybe with all of our guy friends, right? But may as well not dance around the elephant in the room any longer. If you're living at home and you're alone right now and you're social distancing, you're probably also not getting laid. And depending upon what the hell is going to happen in the next few weeks, the next few months, we don't know, right? However, given what we do know about there being an enormous health crisis out in the world right now, no matter what's happening, whether or not we're social distancing, 
It's probably going to be that way for the foreseeable. You might actually choose to not engage in any kind of sexual activity with other people for quite some time. And I get it. You didn't need reminding on this. I know. Here's the thing. I say this not to be a dick. I say this not to rub it in. I say this to highlight the fact that while these quote-unquote uncertain times are throwing a monkey wrench into your action plans at the moment, I want to help keep you guys on track here, especially while you're stuck at home. Because our homes at this time can support us and help us be productive in our lives and in our relationships or... Our homes can actually work against us and why we might not even realize it, they can actually contribute to poor home habits, poor lifestyle choices at home that really drain us of productivity and feelings of overall well-being. So just to clarify this at the top of the show before you freak out and uh, you turn off the episode, right? I'm not saying that use of pornography is inherently a problem for literally every single guy out there. This is not that episode. I don't want to get into the politics of that. However, considering this episode is all about celibacy and the aim of this podcast more generally is to help you guys crush your goals at home and in your relationships, it's also safe to say that for the purpose of this week and next week, because this is actually going to be a two-part episode, we might entertain that some of our habits within our home as they pertain to our sexuality, especially right now if we are feeling lonely, might not always be the best choices. And I'll tell you why coming up. Last week, As I just mentioned, I came at you guys with the topic of loneliness and how the coronavirus and this protracted period of social distancing is affecting our mental health, especially right now for men, for single men who live alone. If you guys haven't yet listened to that episode, please go back and listen to it. In that episode, which is episode 27, I give you five ways to reconnect right now if you're living alone. In last week's episode, one of the five ways that I offered for people to reconnect was actually to not do something. And that not doing something was to not reach out to randoms for virtual hookups online as a sense of combating your loneliness. And I think this is really important to mention because one of the things that we're missing most right now and perhaps have been for some time, depending upon where you are in the world, depending upon how long you've been, you know, kind of forced into this sense of social isolation and depending upon how long you've been single as well, that sense of physical connection and human touch are so necessary and so needed. And to clarify, I'm not even necessarily talking about sexual connection, physical. I'm talking about that hit of oxytocin that we get when we're just in physical proximity of other people or when we are holding someone's hand, when we give our friends a hug or when we give them a high five. So this week and next week on the show, I'm diving deeper here with you guys on how to alleviate one of the toughest aspects of loneliness to grapple with. That being the loss of sexual and sensual intimacy right now. So like I mentioned, this is going to be a two-part 
episode. Today on part one, we're going to chat about celibacy because if you are social distancing, pretty much by proxy, you're already practicing it, at least in the physical regard. We're going to talk about what celibacy is, what it entails, and actually right now why you might choose to really lean into it, to welcome it, instead of perhaps begrudgingly deal with it. Are you at least intrigued by this whole concept of uh, abstaining and being celibate, at least to some degree for a set period of time as an experiment? if nothing else. Well, if you are, let's jump straight into it. I think what's really important to distinguish here is perhaps what is celibacy versus abstinence? What makes them different? And while I think you would probably get a number of different definitions from a number of different sources or historians, what I found in my research is that in the history of the term, celibacy was cited in reference to abstaining from sex and sexual activity for religious purposes, whereas abstinence did not and does not typically connote a religious or even philosophical undertone. So, for example, if you live alone and you're practicing social distancing, then by default, you're abstinent right now, at least as it pertains, of course, to having sex with a partner. Abstinence has no true intention nor goal, shall we say, behind the practice, other than that as a, let's say, preventative measure. So for example, abstinence is taught in some primary schools as a birth control means or as a sexual education birth control means. It helps teenagers prevent getting pregnant before they are really ready to. As single men living alone, federal guidelines right now are teaching us that abstinence is the only safe sex practice, at least as it pertains to a physical abstinence right now, to help stop the spread of coronavirus. So abstinence, at least how I see it, feels more like a prophylactic, whereas celibacy is a conscious decision with a desired outcome for the practice. That could be religious, it could be philosophical, or it could be for the purpose of what we're chatting about today, the purpose of self-care, self-improvement, and reset, so to speak. So if what we're aiming to lean into is celibacy, how might we make a mental switch here in this coronavirus-enforced abstinence. How might you instead be intentional about wrangling your libido? In other words, how might you be celibate and actually welcome it into your life right now? What was perhaps interesting or not, given that the word celibacy is a word for a more archaic religious practice or has more archaic religious connotations to it, I had a very hard time finding articles that didn't have the undercurrent of doing it for God, or perhaps I should say, not doing it for God. A similar challenge that I had was that I did find articles, lots of them religious, and I did find articles, lots of them written by women, how women came to practice celibacy, what it taught them, and why they enjoyed that practice for perhaps an extended period of time, religious purposes or not so religious purposes. 
In both respects, I had a very hard time finding an article that was actually penned by a man. I did come across one article in askmen.com, which was helpful and a sort of guide to celibacy for men. But like I said, I could not find a single first-person article about celibacy that had been written by a guy. Should I have been surprised in this? I don't know. But is it actually because there's literally no man out there who has been celibate? Is it because all men are just horn dogs that can't get enough sex? I really don't think that's the case. I think men are a lot more enlightened than we give them credit for. However, just as there still exists a cultural undercurrent that women should be sexy and sexualized in order to be valid by our society, and yet somehow they also shouldn't openly relish or otherwise self-display their sexuality for fear of being slut-shamed, men, conversely, are also taught by our society that they should be sexual and sexually active at all times. And that if you're not, guys, well, there must be something wrong with you. Must be low testosterone. Must be not enough red meat in your diet. Whatever the bullshit clickbait of the moment is to tell you guys that you must be sexual at all times. The message is that if you're a single guy and you're not out hooking up at every opportunity or jerking off every single day, you're going to get your man card revoked. In fact, our entire sense of identity is tied up in how and if we're getting laid and how sexual we are as human beings. As Sophie Fontenelle, the editor of the French edition of Elle magazine, wrote in her New York Times article, Life Without Sex, of her 12-year spate of celibacy, quote, Everywhere the question of who are you is answered with the explanation of sex, married, single, gay, lesbian. People accept all kinds of sexual behaviors, just so long as you're doing something with your body, unquote. And it really is true, isn't it? If you think about it, our sex, or lack thereof, is an identifier of our lifestyle and our character on some levels. If someone is single, we assume that they're out shagging the town red. If they're married, they've just kissed their sex life goodbye. If they're gay, they're men who are kinkier in bed. If they're lesbian, they're women who are more sensitive. And hey, if they're bi, well, they're just the life of the party, aren't they? Of course, none of these statements is a universal truth or identifier unto itself of any individual because I literally just made that shit up right now. But yet, as Fontenelle states, we do bring our identities back to the sex that we're perceived to be having behind those closed doors in our homes. We get needled by our friends if we're single and we're not hooking up with people. How many of your married friends have come to you asking if you're hooking up or not. They want the play-by-play, -play, perhaps. Who knows, right? Single or married, we are forever fascinated by our single friends' sex lives, urging them to hook up and blow off some steam. What I'm trying to say here is I had all but given up on my search of finding anything that really had been written about men and celibacy, at least as it didn't relate to being in a Reddit forum or on a Tim Ferriss blog. But then I stumbled upon an article in the UK's Sunday Times. Lord of the Rings and Carnival Row star and all-around playboy Orlando Bloom recently spoke to the Times about going celibate 
including completely abstaining from pornography, masturbation, and all sexual stimulation for a period of six months in 2016, just prior to meeting his now fiance, pop singer Katy Perry. I found this fascinating. Well, one, I found it fascinating because he admitted it. And two, I found it fascinating because I must admit, even though I just said I think all men are, you know, a lot more enlightened than we give you guys credit for, even I thought, well, can guys really go for six months without being sexually active in any way, shape, or form? But so anyway, the story goes that Bloom mentioned to his friend, surfer, sports model, and all-around hunk, Laird Hamilton, that he was unhappy in his personal and his romantic life, that it was hard for him to set sex aside with women, and vice versa. Hamilton advised that if he wanted to get serious about finding a relationship and wanted to get serious about women once more, that he should practice celibacy for a few months and sort it out. So apparently, Bloom had the intention of giving celibacy a shot for 90 days, but instead kept up the practice for six months, at which point he met Katy Perry. Bloom cites that he was, quote, really enjoying the way he was relating to women and the feminine in himself, unquote. So is Orlando Bloom the new poster boy for celibacy? Well, who knows? Point is, he had a goal in mind an intention. And that intention was to stop viewing women as hookups and to start thinking about them as, you know, actual people. For real though, what's telling about this is how his mindset toward women shifted from that of consumption and gratification to that of relation and empathy. What I love about this is that Bloom got real with himself and He listened to a friend and he realized that he was starting to develop a problematic relationship with women and set the reset button for a period of time. I think that takes a ton of strength, a ton of courage, and a ton of vulnerability, let's be honest, guys, to go in front of a national and really international newspaper and admit to this, given what we know about what society tells men around their sexuality. Now, some of you guys might be going, this actually sounds like a pretty good idea because I do want to have a relationship down the line. And maybe you are thinking similarly to Orlando Bloom here in that maybe you do want to restructure your relationship or your mindset towards women. Other of you guys might be thinking, whoa, 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 tea time out here. I'm already not having sex. I already can't leave my home. I already can't get to the gym to work out. And I can't even maybe go out for a run. And now you want me to give up masturbating and looking at porn as well? And my answer to you guys is, uh, yeah, yes, I do. At least for a while, if you feel like this is something that might benefit you. Being quarantined and having a sense of forced social distancing may actually be the perfect time to experiment and temporarily abstain from the majority or all of sexual stimulation for that period of time of your choosing. Let's say a minimum of 30 days. So you may have heard what's called monk mode. It's the practice of spending time solo, of hunkering down into a literal or figurative man cave and cutting out all distractions in favor of focusing on self-development and productivity sprints. It's a practice favored by notables such as Greg McEwen, author of Essentialism, 
And Bill Gates, who regularly spends time alone devoted to what he calls thinking weeks. Now, for the record, neither McEwen nor Gates have specifically gone on record stating that in going to monk mode, they also cut off all onanistic acts. But it's probably safe to say that they're also not holed up watching porn for hours on end either. So, if you're feeling less than productive right now during quarantine, and let's face it, I think we all are. It's a weird time to be alive right now. If you're feeling stressed and lonely, consider your current habits. If your porn use has suddenly spiked or you are virtually shacking up left, right, and center as a means of escaping your work-from-home responsibilities, how productive in your work and in your work from home are you going to be truly? But the real kicker is this. If you're sitting at home feeling bored, depressed, lonely, anxious, or even worse, generally feeling like you've lost control of your life and your freedom right now, your chances of engaging in numbing and escapist behaviors that are not only not productive, but can actually be destructive to your goals and to your relationships skyrockets. In fact, Pornhub reported an 11.6% spike in traffic in March. Shocker. I know. Now, I said it before, I'm not going to go down a rabbit hole of the gender politics of porn and whether or not you should give it up for life. This isn't that conversation. That said, if you are interested in a much deeper dive in how regular and abusive use of pornography can be incredibly destructive for you as a guy in your mindset, as well as to women and the women that are featuring in these films, there is a wonderful TEDx talk by sex education expert Ron Gavrielli called Why I Stopped Watching Porn, which I will link to in the show notes. Frankly, I wish every man would watch it, regardless of their relationship to pornography. Equally, I'm not advocating that literally every listener should take your celibacy up a notch and completely cut out all forms of sexual gratification right now, especially when we know that sex and orgasm in particular is a wonderful and healthy stress reliever and release of oxytocin which we all need right now. So what I am advocating is taking this time during the social distancing measures to get real with yourself, to figure out your goals and shine a light on whether the sexual habits you're practicing at home behind closed doors are helping or harming you. You may already be practicing abstinence, but if you've suddenly found you're a lot more reliant on pornography, let's say right now, because you're bored and you're looking to be entertained, or if you're lonely and you're looking to reconnect, or if you're feeling impotent and out of your depth with this damn virus and looking to escape and feel in control again, all of those are normal feelings, by the way. But even if all of those feelings are being felt and you're running and escaping to a substantially increased pornography use because of it, that's something to get real with yourself on. If you feel it's difficult to become aroused 
naturally and your erotic fantasies need to build and build and build upon themselves and in so doing descend and descend and descend into more degrading images or films of women being objectified or if you're finding it hard to relate to women as friends or constantly fetishizing them when you interact with them that's probably a good indicator that you need to reset your relationship to pornography, especially right now during this time. If giving up porn and masturbation for a while is something that's been percolating for you even before social distancing was set in place, then this time right now could actually be the most advantageous for you to set your own sex reset. In considering your goals for this celibacy practice, consider to your relationship goals. If your long-term goal is to meet your wife or a long-term partner, and you're noticing that sex or hookups or online porn is becoming a distractionary crutch for you right now, if that's the case, you might absolutely take time out completely from any sexual relationship as Orlando Bloom did back in 2016 before he met his future wife. Just take sex off the table completely to get yourself into a headspace where you've done the deep work on yourself, to build up a healthy sense of self-esteem, to view yourself confidently as a man, and to meet that new partner and interact connect and relate with her on a level of true authenticity and true intimacy. Lastly, before we wrap up part one of this two-part series on celibacy and sexual and sensual healing, if the thought of cutting out all or even most sexual stimulation for even just a period of time frightens the hell out of you, and let's face it, it, it can be a frightening concept if it's something that you've never practiced before, Ask yourself these five questions. Number one, why does the thought of this scare me? What is it about taking time out from sexual activity, even as a short pause? Why does that make me so uncomfortable? What do I feel like I'm losing in the process? Number two, when I reach out to virtually hook up online or go look at porn, what am I actually escaping? Yes, it's boring to be at home. Of course, we all, we all know that. That's the obvious one. But what specifically about your life are you looking to escape from when you have the urge to jump online and masturbate, for example, or you have that urge to jump online and pick someone up virtually? Number three, what are the thoughts that you're thinking every day? Not only when you're hanging out by yourself at home, but when you do have that urge, are you feeling anxious and you're used to watching porn to alleviate the stress of your anxiety? Or are you nervous? Do you like what do you feel? Are you engaging in negative self-talk that leads you to then want to release the stress of that negative self-talk by jumping online? Really work here on yourself to notice the pattern of thought that you're having that then leads to the feelings that you're having, which then leads to the acting on engaging in a sexual practice that if it is unhealthy, why you're doing this. Number four, ask yourself, am I spending too much time engaged in any sexual activity of any kind right now? Is it disruptive to my workday? Is it distracting me from my personal goals? 
If it's distracting you in any way from your work, if it's derailing you from your personal goals, just cut it out for a bit. Let those personal goals be the fuel for the self-esteem that might be lacking right now if you are in a hamster wheel of self-sexual activity at the moment as a means of procrastinating from your meaningful work. And question number five, how do I feel afterward? Have you associated any kind of shame with your sexual activity? That shame could be in the form of being ashamed at the nature of the material you're looking at, or simply if you're shaming yourself for the amount of time that you're spending masturbating, or if you're, again, if your productivity has dropped off and you're starting to tie shame and not feelings of taboo, but real shame into your masturbatory practice, then it might be the perfect time for you to give up the ghost completely for a while and see what changes in your life, in your work life, in your personal life, and in your relationships. At the end of the day, of course, only you can decide what level of celibacy is best for you. But get real with yourself here. If you're feeling like it's a problem at all, perhaps it is. And maybe a little sexual reset is exactly what you need right now during coronavirus. So if really leaning in to celibacy and to monk mode at the moment is something that you're totally up for, and for you, if that includes going all in and abstaining from all sexual stimulation at the moment, then we need to also figure out ways to replace those sexual habits at home with other habits that you might practice right now to reawaken the other senses in place of tending to our sexuality for the time being. We must look to other areas of our lives and to other areas of our senses that we can instead focus on and set up our homes in such a way to support this practice. So I'm not going to leave you guys hanging. We all know that with any other habit which we want to get rid of or at least abstain from for a while, we need to replace that existing habit with a new habit. And that's what next week's part two show is all about. So potentially a lot to think about this week. I'm going to leave it there. Come back, join me next week. We are going to dive into part two. And I've got five ways that you can indulge the senses and get back to some sensual healing in this time. That's it for me today, guys. Have a wonderful, healthy week. Take care. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Arrived. If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast and your space is feeling a little more like a crash pad than a home, not to worry. I'm here for you, gents. Join me over at atelierreed.com slash arrived to work with me one-to-one on a design action plan to help you bring your A-game home. That's A-T-E-L-I-E-R-W-R-E-D-E dot com slash arrived. So what are you waiting for? Let's do this. I'll see you next time, guys. Have a great week.